Welcome to The Ugly Game, a brand new football podcast covering the dark side of the world's most popular sport. From ritualistic killings committed by popular local players to highly publicized instances of murder and betrayal, we'll visit all four corners of the globe to explore soccer's seedy underbelly. Since the FA banned females from playing football in 1921, women involved in the game have been fighting for the same exposure and financial guarantees as their male counterparts. There is no doubt, though, that the sport is thriving in 2023, with expanded international TV coverage, pay structure improvements, and new investments into the grassroots of the game. The Euros and other similarly successful tournaments have been particularly important for attracting more female and non-binary fans to the sport, evidenced by the fact that viewing figures for women's matches have more than doubled in recent times. Last year, as press attention remained focused on the controversial Qatari World Cup, the European Women's Championship was causing headlines for all the right reasons. And England have done it. Breaking news, it has come home. The Lionesses have beaten Germany 2-1 to win their first ever major tournament. Look at the scenes up and down the country. 56 years on from England's sole World Cup win, the nation can finally celebrate a first Euros victory. Today's twisted tale takes us to Central Europe, France in particular where women's soccer is extremely popular. Though Olympique Lyon have remained dominant within the French domestic league, capital club Paris Saint-Germain have frequently been named among the strongest teams in the world. As a result of this, the reigning cup champions have regularly signed some of the world's best players. From American superstar Tobin Heath to skillful Brazilian forward Christiane, PSG have made it a habit to recruit from leading clubs on the continent. And this was certainly the case when Kira Hamraoui arrived from Barcelona in July 2021. A talented French national team player, Hamraoui was reunited in Paris with her former teammate and fellow midfielder, Aminata Diallo, whom she'd gone on holiday with to Dubai just a year prior. Though the 31-year-old was signed in the knowledge that both her and Diallo would be competing for the same spot in the team, they were good friends during the midfielder's previous time at PSG in 2016. Anticipating a friendly rivalry and a continuation of their close relationship, little did she know that Diallo would go to extreme lengths to retain her place in the starting 11. What's painful about it for me is the fact that sport, part of what you use to sell sports, especially to youngsters, is the character building, you know, the development of teamwork and so on. So this runs completely contrary. Born in southeastern France to parents of Senegalese descent, Aminata Diallo was small in stature, but had gained a reputation as an energetic and skillful player. With a handful of international appearances to her name, the midfielder initially joined PSG in June 2016 and was a favorite among fans and teammates. Winning the French Cup in 2018 
and also reaching the Champions League final. Disappointing loan spells in America and Spain had left her career at somewhat of a crossroads. The arrival of the vastly experienced Hamraoui only complicating matters further. Sensing a divide within the squad and to strengthen unity in the squad, a meal had been arranged by club staff for the evening of November 4th, 2021. Proposed as a bonding activity between teammates, an upmarket restaurant in Paris was chosen as the venue. With most of the squad in attendance, drinks had been flowing, conversations had been exchanged, and a pleasant time had seemingly been had by all. As late night approached, the group disbanded, leaving the attendees to make their way home. At this point, Aminata Diallo suggested that she drive Hamraoui and another teammate back to their living quarters, an offer which was politely accepted. The second passenger, another PSG teammate, lived considerably further away, therefore she was dropped off first. This left the two alone in Diallo's vehicle, driving off in the general direction of Hamraoui's apartment building. Pulling up outside of the plush apartment complex, Diallo said her goodbyes and sat watching as her teammates stepped out of the car to make the short journey through to enter her luxury suite. Located just a matter of steps away from her security-coded door, two men suddenly emerged from an inconspicuous white van which was parked nearby. Masked, disguised, and wearing darkened clothing, the mysterious group immediately dragged Hamraoui to the floor, pinning her against the gravel as Diallo helplessly watched on in complete horror. Beaten viciously against the legs with a large iron bar, the physical assault lasted several agonizing minutes, while the disguised attackers took it in turns to hurl obscenities at their helpless victim, before suddenly speeding away. Left confused and dazed, Hamraoui's handbag and valuables remained beside her, while she had sustained bruising and cuts specifically to her leg area. Matters would only unravel further once the talented midfielder had left the hospital. Shaken and injured, but otherwise fine, the assault had left her needing stitches, while the lower half of her body was covered in large bruises. Amazingly, she did not suffer any broken bones, though it looked unlikely she would be able to play football again anytime soon. This incident could not have occurred at a worse moment in time as PSG were due to face Real Madrid in a crucial European match just days later. As her club teammates trained in preparation for this important showdown, Hamraoui remained housebound, fearful of a follow-up attack. Quickly identified and tracked down within a matter of days, four men were arrested in connection with the assault and the organized gang were surprisingly open about their involvement in the incident, admitting to police that they were in fact the culprits. Investigators were appalled to hear their justification for the crime, a payment of 500 euros sent to each of their bank accounts, courtesy of the seemingly innocent Aminata Diallo. 
We don't know what evidence, if any, the police are working on. We don't know what they have against Diallo, but it's impossible not to at least notice the anecdotal evidence. There is some, some objective competition between the two for playing time and for playing opportunity. Each of the men were interviewed separately, and each told the very same story of Diallo approaching them with the promise of a cash reward for seriously damaging the shins and legs of her rival teammate. With Hamraoui, of course, out injured for an indefinite period, Diallo started the club's next match, starring against Real Madrid in an important 4-0 victory. Widely praised for her exceptional play in the wake of such traumatic events, fans and colleagues alike were stunned when the following day Diallo was taken into police custody on suspicion of organizing the attack. Initially released without charge, the French international player was interviewed by police and denied all involvement. Released and allowed to train just two days later, the persistence of newspapers and fanatical media coverage made way for another bombshell revelation. Reports had emerged overnight within a popular French newspaper that a former Barcelona men's player, Eric Abidal, was set to be questioned by detectives after it emerged that he had begun an affair with Kira Hamraoui some years prior. Police had established that the SIM card in the victim's phone was strangely listed in Abidal's name. Linking this back to the night in question, the masked attackers are alleged to have labeled Hamraoui as a homewrecker during their verbal tirade, though the married man's infidelity was only known by a select few. Neither him nor his wife have ever been under suspicion by police, with both voluntarily speaking to law enforcement, providing solid alibis. The question remained, however, who knew Hamraoui well enough to share such personal information with her attackers? Recovered fully from her injuries by the start of the new year, both Diallo and her midfield rival returned to training for the second portion of the season, though the atmosphere was far from pleasant. Press speculation and the squad's existing relationship with Diallo meant that she was backed by almost all of her teammates while Hamraoui was shunned for voicing her suspicions. Misguided PSG fans unveiled a large banner in support of the long-serving Diallo during one league game, and in contrast, her accuser was regularly booed by fans, who believed she had simply pinned blame on her teammate out of spite. Dropped from the France squad completely, Hamraoui was scapegoated and isolated by most of those around her with her teammates even celebrating a goal by making a distinctive A symbol. This was explained to be a sign of respect for Diallo, who had also been dropped for her headline-grabbing antics. Strained relationships certainly affected the remainder of PSG's season, as they lost their title to Lyon and disappointingly failed to progress in the Champions League. Perhaps the most incriminating development entering the early months of 2022 were results of a wiretap on Aminata Diallo's phone. Though Diallo was only considered a passing person of interest at the time, intercepted messages and browsing activity from around the date of the attack cast serious doubt 
and left even her biggest supporters asking questions. One message found on her device and sent to a friend described how she wished them all pain. In reference to teammates at PSG, other menacing discoveries included Google searches for how to break a kneecap and research on how to produce dangerous drug cocktails. Diallo, who was taken into custody yet again, consistently maintained her innocence from the start of the investigation. Although initially she was charged with aggravated assault, the controversial midfielder was soon released on probation. In the preceding months, a fifth man was arrested for his alleged involvement, leading Diallo to contest her innocence publicly yet again. Speaking to the press in October of 2022, she categorically denied any involvement whatsoever, stating that she did not know any of the five men who alleged directly that she hired them. Despite publicly expressing her surprise at being embroiled in the saga, PSG was set on disassociating themselves with the controversy, and Diallo was released from her contract soon after. A pro soccer player in France under arrest charged in connection with a violent attack on one of her own teammates. The case, understandably, is drawing comparisons to the attack plotted by U.S. figure skater Tanya Harding's ex-husband on her teammate Nancy Kerrigan before the 1994 Winter Olympics. I couldn't believe this. More recently, the accused footballer has completed a move to Spanish club Levante who cautiously handed her a six-month contract. This deal is due to expire midway through 2023 and could even be terminated prematurely should Diallo find herself involved in any further scandals. Kira Hamraoui, meanwhile, has made a triumphant return to the France national team. Following a year of absence and speculation, she has since opened up on the attack explaining how she feared for her life as she lay on the pavement, surrounded by strangers in the middle of the night. Doubt still exists in the mind of the footballer, who has revealed that although she trusts in the process of justice, there's still the possibility of another assault taking place while the case is ongoing, and true motives remain unknown. Away from football and away from her accuser, the process of justice for Hamraoui has been slow, though she's thankfully suffered no lasting damage to her legs. Criminal proceedings continue to rumble on in the background. While a current judicial review prohibits Diallo from contacting Hamraoui, the rest of the PSG team and other suspects involved in the case, there are sure to be plenty of other twists to this strange tale before all is said and done. If you want to hear more tales of footballers and their crimes, subscribe or follow us on your podcast platform of choice. And be sure to check out our previous episodes. Goodbye for now.